0: The Bear Down Report podcast featuring Brendan Chagru, Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, and your host Ryan Dangle.
1: Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Report podcast. I'm your host Ryan Dangle. I am joined by Jack Wright, Brendan Chagru, and Patrick Sheldon. Just absolutely clutch. Logan couldn't make it absolutely last second. And Patrick was like, I will be there. I will be ready to roll. And we are excited about it. Boys. I don't know if you're aware. I'm not sure if you know this or not, but the bears got a W today. They were, they won. They won a football game today.
2: Bears. We got the first road win of the season. It feels good.
1: Heck yes. Let's go bears. Uh, I don't know if you guys also saw, but the Raiders have an amazing stadium and There may be somebody that's looking to buy or sell in the Arlington Heights area. You know, they've got to visit genevajeff.com today to learn more about how Jeff Cadwalder with App Properties can help you. Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Visit genevajeff.com or give my guy Jeff a call or a text 630-254-4734. Give him a call. Give him a text.
2: You guys, I know we're going to talk about the game really quickly, but the first thing I saw when watching the Raiders was Derek Carr's hair. Did you guys see how bad Derek Carr's hair was today? I mean, Ryan, we need to hook him up with our guys at Sheridan's Barbershop, don't you think? He's, he's a good quarterback, but that hair game is not on
1: point at all. So you know he's got to visit Sheridan's Barbershop, located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois. They've been serving the community for 67 years. With five barbers open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, they've got appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience. Sheridansbarbershop.com or give him a call 630-668-0137. Sheridan's Barbershop. We're traditional meets modern all right boys here we go this is awesome we have yet again we've got a fan of the other team and this is this is great jack and i go way back with this guy joe fusco absolutely wonderful wonderful guy friends man we've we've known this guy for what over over 10 years at least and and joe joe man you know i know we wish we were talking about something different but it is wonderful to see my friend how are you
3: it's great seeing you guys. I'm I'm doing great. You guys look you guys look awesome. Haven't aged a bit. I think it's been 20 years.
4: <laughs> it it's feels be, like it's
3: that. It? Least, it's got to be at least that long.
4: Joe, it's so good to see you, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Hey, Jack. I have a question for you today. Yeah, man. Why did the Raiders lose this game?
3: The line. I think you know the offensive line for the Raiders is a land of misfit toys, and and then a lot of really stupid penalties they had you know. Every one of these games have come down to a drive. And, you know, the, I think the Bears were third and 30 at one point in time and and uh, Ngakwe hits them in the head. You know, all, all these little weird things that are happening. Uh, clearly the offense is staggering right now, I, especially in the first half. That's, that's well documented. But I, I tell you what, Bears outplayed them, out outran them, out coached them. I think, uh, they kept it simple on the, on the bears offense and boy fields is a good player. If you give him a chance, he got knocked around a lot. I, I, I hope, I hope Nagy Nagy, I don't know. They kept talking about how you say his name, but I hope he doesn't kill the poor kid. He has ribs and got hit a lot and it's a long season. I hope we're going to be 15 and two, but what are you going to, you know, what are you going <laughs> to, what are you going to do it Was it was a, it was a good, tough game and, uh, they just can't keep falling behind. But uh, the Bears the Bears defense is the Bears defense. That's what keeps them in everything.
1: Joe, let me ask you, uh, Carr, seemingly up and down, the, the guy can absolutely be electric at times and not so much. How does the Raiders fan base feel about this guy as your quarterback?
3: I think he's great and the only – other option we have right now, you know, what what else are we going to do? I think a lot of times in watching every Raider game and it's, it's frustrating and you probably saw it today and I'm watching other games and other quarterbacks, they get to the line and the play is going. Uh, He and Gruden, I think just are too technical overthink stuff, triple check. At the end of the day, you've got three seconds down on your play clock, and you and the and the defensive lines know when they're going to snap the ball. They, they never snap it at fifteen seconds; they snap it at two or three because he's triple checking and you know saying whatever he's he's doing. I think he's a great talent. I love him. I I I, I wish they I wish Gruden would just I I don't overthink don't overthink a, a, an offense. They've got all the weapons they need to do. Just get out there and get to the line and, and, and call and call set and go. But uh, I think he's great. I a hundred percent confidence in, in, in all of his talent. He's no David Carr. That's for sure.
2: So Joe, you mentioned it earlier and it really seemed like that rucking the passer on Ngakwe really shifted the game. I mean, I was very nervous. I don't know about everybody else, but as a Bears fan early on in that game, that was not going the way that we wanted it to go. It felt like 2019 when the Raiders just had their way with the bears in the first half, but then that penalty changed everything because the bears were backed up like crazy. So, I mean, they did their job. They, the Raiders were hitting fields. They were making them uncomfortable, but it just seemed to backfire and then it, they couldn't recover. So, I mean, I'd say their brand of football, it was working for a minute, but they just took it too far. And that's kind of the turning point for the game, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, those two first those two first drives were um, encouraging because because they were I think three and outs and and the uh, between Crosby and Ngakwe there's a lot more pressure than you had last week against Detroit. Um, I didn't see a lot of our linebackers today. You saw Perryman and flashes here and there, but it seemed like the middle of the line, the you know the Bears ran it down their throat, and all of a sudden it was safeties making tackles. So you know, I think they have to shore up something uh, somewhere and not just rely on those edge rushers. But yeah, that that uh, you know, a hit to the head here and uh, um, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't I don't complain about refs or anything else. I feel like you know they got outplayed. You know, you guys lost what's the name? if Eddie I think. Yeah, he mm-hmm. lost yep. lost a tackle and they still didn't get a lot of. Sacks like they did the first couple of weeks. So, I, you know, you know, credits, credit where credits do. And, it, you know, they played, it, Bears played really well. And I think it was a good game plan. And, you know, maybe you guys are happier um, that somebody else is calling the plays than uh, <laughs> Nagy being him. And, um, <laughs> you know, it, they use fields for, you know, what he's, what he's good for. Don't turn them into, Trubisky and, you know, let them, let them cut loose when you have to. And you and had a great little backup running back that you know, took place with Montgomery. I, there a lot of things that were going for the Raiders there. You know, you had no Hicks and no Montgomery and they still couldn't get stuff done. And uh, the Bears got to the secondary. So it was a good game. You know, I wish it ended differently, but we can do <laughs> as If you,
4: if you, if you're looking for a new play caller, we might have one available to you at the end of the year. If McDonald's doesn't take him, and McDonald's might take him, then we will happily send you Matt
1: McNaggy.
3: Well, any no, day. Okay. yeah, pronounce, okay.
1: pronounce it any way you want. Yeah, you can have Nagy, him. Nagy, you you Nagy, can have Nagy, him.
3: Naggy, Naggy. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Naggy, Naggy. I want to say Naggy. I don't know. He has a lucky visor on again. That's the only thing that I know is going for him right now. Lost a couple games there without the visor on. Now he wears the visor.
1: Joe, it was absolutely wonderful to see you. We appreciate you, especially coming on after a loss. We appreciate it very, very much. And right. hey, it's been too long, my friend. It was wonderful to see you.
3: Yeah, I hope you guys are all well. Good to see you.
1: Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Take care. All right. So we've got Joe's take on it. It's time now, folks. I missed this so much last week. It just wasn't the same, didn't have the same feel. Brendan, you heard it. I didn't even try. I just said, hey, here's the score. Because there's no way we could ever match up to what you got for us. So so no pressure, my friend. But I want to say like three or four people have reached out to be like, Hey, Brendan's breakdown. I'm I'm looking forward to that most of anything out of the entire pod. So whenever you're ready, buddy, it's all you. Well, thank hear you. It.
2: Real I real quickly before I get into it, I will say I felt I was very sorry, I couldn't do it. And I heard the disappointment in your voice last week. I was like, oh, boy. (laughs) So I apologize to everybody.
0: But guys, we're back because we're traveling to Cincinnati this week as the Chicago Bears have a date at the casino with Dave. Raiders of Las Vegas, but if anyone needs to atone for their sins, it was the Raiders' defensive line as they committed murder against Justin Fields early on. After Daniel Carlson Banks kicked a field goal, he said, it's not unusual to go up by just three points. But that was the last dance the Raiders had for a while, as Fields dodged the silver and black to find Jesper the Jester Jesterhorstead, entertaining us all for the first touchdown of Fields' career. The scoring continued as playoff Damian Williams turned back the clock to Super Bowl 54, scoring a touchdown to make it 14 to three. After three quarters of everyone saying, dude, where's Derek Carr? The Raiders finally put it in gear in the fourth quarter thanks to a touchdown dive from Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer Schmidt. His run was not that good, but though he lost the ball, The ref gave him the call saying, touchdown, Las Vegas Raiders. Da, 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 da. But on the Bears' next drive, Fields was able to go to the moon. E, that is, for a key third-down conversion to move the chains late in the game. Then Cairo Cryo Santos showed just how much ice are in his veins, kicking two field goals to seal the wind. 20-9, Bears.
4: Well played, my friend for the jester that stood out for me I like that that was a really good reference
1: I I got more excited like the second time around you know I'm reliving the game as he's saying and I want to be like oh wait oh yeah I love that part of the game Brendan you're a treasure and that's if we ever don't let you feel that way right you got you got to remind us that that we are lucky to have you I just appreciate being able to ch- have a chance to do this so thank you All right gentlemen let's go around the horn we are going to hear overall thoughts on the game just general takeaways: how you thought the game kind of played out. After that, we'll go with your goods. We're gonna go with your bads. We'll give out game balls, and then obviously Logan's not here for Logan's bets. Jack, you're 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 getting pushed out of the way. Brendan's got a question for Jack's questions today. I hope you're okay with that, dude.
4: I think I can. I think I'm okay with that for once because I know it's gonna be a good question because Brendan
1: delivers. He most certainly does. All right. So overall takeaways from the games, boys, overall, just how you thought the game kind of flowed. We're going to go Patrick, Brendan, Jack, and I will finish it up.
5: Yeah. So I love the way the game started off. You know, I I didn't think the offensive line was great in pass pass protection early. I thought the run blocking was terrific. I thought uh, the play calling was great. Got a little conservative in the second half for my liking. And I think we can maybe get into that a little bit more later on the show. But uh, was not really crazy about the play calling in the second half. And I think, uh, you know, the the Bears were lucky to hang on. But uh, thank goodness for a couple big plays from Justin Fields who stepped up when he needed to. And um, man, Cairo Santos is just absolutely clutch. Uh, My MVP along with Khalil Herbert for the game were, uh, were those two.
2: Yeah, this game felt very streaky to me. I mean, it started really slow, sluggish, and then I know I mentioned it with Joe, but that one penalty really kickstarted everything where Fields seemed to find his rhythm, got hit so many times, and then, yeah, they went on two basically straight touchdown scoring drives, and then, yeah, as Patrick said, where'd the offense go in the second half? It was so frustrating to watch, and you just kept getting the feeling like we are leaving the Raiders in this game for way too long because as bad as they were playing, you know, with the playmakers they have, that something's going to come alive. And it finally did. But thankfully our offense figured out how to move the ball just enough. It's going to work against these. And I know the Raiders are now three and two. I still don't think they're that good. I think they're slightly fraudulent, but it's it's going to work against those lower teams. But I mean, guys, we're facing the Packers the next week. It's, it's gotta just be more consistent. That's all. I mean, but you know what? You have a road win. You go into a new stadium, you know, actually it was a road win, but it felt like a home win. That crowd was so pro bears. It was awesome to hear. So you're just happy to get a win at this point. To hear Jack, I'm not trying to steal your thunder, but just
1: like you could hear the bears fans from start to finish. They were loud. It was, it was awesome.
4: Bears fans travel and that's pretty sweet to see. No doubt. I think many of us picked the Raiders to win this game. And I know that I did. And I said that for the bears, to win, they would have to play a pretty complete game. I think they did. I think they played well in all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. And here's the other thing, and I know we're going to go into more depth in a bit, but I ordered a Monsters of the Midway t-shirt this week in hopes that the Monsters of the Midway would be back. I'll tell you, this was a slugfest in some ways, and it was physical, and I think the Bears met the moment. And I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit and say maybe the Monsters of the Midway are back, baby.
1: Sean Desai, Patrick, I know you talked about it one of the last times that you were on the show. That guy gets better and better and better. And this defense is getting better and better. And they rattled Carr I mean, from start to finish. He was uncomfortable. It wasn't just the sacks, right? We're looking at a, a, uh, officially. We're looking at three sacks, but there were quarterback hits. He just the pocket had to move around at the end of it. I I tweeted at one point, like, was, was he concussed? Because one of the passes that he made towards the end was just, it wasn't even close. Uh, And so I think, you know, we've got to give a lot of credit to, to him. I agree so much, Patrick, that conservative game plan, it it was so obvious they didn't want to let Justin throw. And I don't understand that. I mean, just, you know, give a play action at one point. Obviously, Cairo Santos getting us the field goal made the momentum go our way. But I just I I think you got to trust him a little bit with him being the player that he is. All right, gentlemen. Let's hit into the goods. Let's focus in on the really good stuff. I'm gonna go right back the way that we just went over. So I'm gonna go Patrick, Brendan, and Jack. Just kind of tell me, guys, the the good, the really good things that stuck out to you to this game.
5: Yeah. So a couple things for me. I, you know, I mentioned Caro Santos, um, but I want to focus on Khalil Herbert. I tweeted out earlier how the the loss of Montgomery was terrible, obviously, but I, that I was really excited to get a look at Herbert and see him um, in 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 some more action. And I thought he was phenomenal. I mean, he reminded me a little bit, I know he's wearing 24 and maybe that was part of it, but he looked a little bit like a faster, more agile, uh, Jordan Howard. And, um, I really enjoyed watching him run today. I thought that was great and a good sign of things to come for the bears. And then the other thing, uh, I wanted to shout out on the bears, uh, in terms of positives was that defensive line, you know, without Hicks, they largely kept, uh, Jacobs in check, um, you know, and I think Edwards did a great job. Uh, Blackson did a great job. Nichols, the defensive line just stepped up tremendously. Khalil Mack had a phenomenal game. So um, again, shout out to them and and Sean Desai. Uh, again, I go back to remembering when people were calling for Desai's job after the Rams game. You know, you got to get, let these guys get their feet wet a little bit. And I think he's just really coming into his own as a defensive coordinator.
2: I got to go with Justin Fields to start my good. I mean, his stats don't pop off the stat sheet, really, but another just efficient and gutty performance 12 for 20, 111 yards. He, of course, gets his first touchdown pass to Horstead. And this guy took such a beating early in the game. And you really had wondered if he was going to come back. And not only if he was going to come back, but like what kind of shape he was going to be in. And he played better. This guy just stands up to the competition and isn't afraid of pressure, isn't afraid of the, of the moment. And I got to say, like when he needed to deliver, he definitely delivered even to, even when the play calling got more conservative, as we were complaining about, he still made the throws that he needed to make that, that throw to Mooney. That was such, and and I was going to tweet this, but I didn't really know the words to say it. So I'm going to try to uh, formulate the words here. We have seen fields like, on those play action passes and buy time and really you know survey the field that was a quick step drop and just launch it into a tight window. That's something that fields needed to improve on, anyway. And we saw it in a huge moment. So he's continuing to take steps and he really feels like the real deal in just a road environment against such a formidable defensive front because they were. I mean, they were hitting them all over. You just love to see it. So, and of course, I echo what Patrick you know, I said about the running backs and then, you know, the defense just, it, it was gutty. It was gritty and just a hard fought game. I loved it.
4: I'm going to piggyback, uh, you know, Justin fields through his first NFL career touchdown dude, doesn't turn the ball over. You know, you hit it on the head with the, with the Mooney pass. Uh, that was huge, super clutch. That was good. I might be a little bit effusive here today with my compliments. Cause I'm kind of excited about the bears. win. Bill laser boys, Bill Laser. hopefully Matt Nagy's play calling days are in the rearview mirror and will never, ever come back. I, I won't mention it again, but again, if you juxtapose the two play callers and the results, it's almost criminal. It's almost criminal to, to think about what we have seen and the potential that could have been with a championship defense. It's behind us though. And I, I'm not going to take it for granted anymore that Bill Lazor is calling plays and that there's balance, and that he's running the football. He's pounding it on the ground, and the difference that makes for the team and what that does for Justin Fields cannot be understated. It means absolutely incredible. You mentioned the running backs, Herbert, was 18 rushes for 75 yards. That was 4.2 uh, per carry. Uh, Williams was 16 carries for 64 yards. Uh, that was four yards per carry and a touchdown. All altogether, if you put JF1 in there, that's 37 carries, 37 carries for 143 yards, 3.9 a pop every day. I mean, I, I, I do agree with you about some of the, uh, you know, what was uh, the stalemate of the, the play calling and those third and one calls were disappointing. But in general, I will take this every day all day long as, as a blueprint for a bears win. Um, So I'm super excited about, uh, you know, those goods. I think those goods were really good for us today.
1: Well, Jack, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. Think about what that does. You've got a really good defense that gets rest. And more importantly than that, and I tweeted this out at 1.2, Bill laser understands he has a rookie quarterback an inexperienced quarterback and what is the absolute best thing in the world to do with an inexperienced quarterback? Give him a run game. Give him a rock solid run game. It takes the pressure off of him and you know, allows some of those receivers to get a little bit deeper, allows the play action to happen, all of those things. And Jack, to your point, Bill laser calling plays, there's rhythm, rhythm to it where, where it's not just, you know, Matt Nagy, just picking plays just at random. It's like, well, Hey, I like a little bit of this. And I like a little bit of that. It's just, he, he builds off of it. And, and I feel like I'm watching a competent offense um, even though there's missing some pieces. Like we said, Montgomery being out. The other thing, Jack too, Khalil Herbert got two more carries than Damien Williams. Now, I'm not going to read too much into that. Cause I think at this point, you know, and later on in the game, Khalil Herbert uh, was the fresher set of legs. Damian Williams were, was getting the brunt of those carries at the start of the game. I don't know, man. I think I said it a couple weeks back. I like Khalil Herbert. I always feel like he gets a few more yards than he should every t- single time he touches the ball. And Think about the the three headed monster that you have at running back now. Uh, when David Montgomery gets back, I mean those three guys: Cleo Herbert, Damian Williams, and David Montgomery. Boys, that that is that is a formidable run game, and I'm here for it. I'll love it. I but hey, what does Chicago do? They play good defense and they run the ball. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with having that as a game plan
4: absolutely. And I don't, you know, going back a little bit, I don't think this is like a Trent Dilfer situation, you know, where we're trying to hide the quarterback. We have a incredibly talented quarterback who just needs some time to develop. And so, you know, with that run game, then you give him that time to develop. And then all of a sudden your offense starts to gel and that's lights out too. And now maybe you've got something going again. We do have a super difficult Uh, you know, schedule coming up. And so it could be just a bit of a euphoria. I will admit on my part, uh, you know, with today's game, but um, I think there's some hopefulness here.
1: All right, gentlemen, this game wasn't all good. There were some bad things. Let's hit the bads from this game. We're actually going to shake this up. Now we're going to go Brendan, Patrick, Jack, and I will finish it up. All
2: right. My one big glaring issue with this game was, I, I guess it was penalties altogether, but specifically Mario Edwards Jr., and I know the defensive line, the defensive front did pretty good, but Mario Edwards, he totaled one sack and he had two on penalties, very unnecessary, just throwing guys around and getting in the face and pushing his old team around. Look, I get it. He's bitter about being moved on from the Raiders. That was his team that he was drafted to uh, like six years ago, I believe, but come on, man. Like, I know it's a gritty. I know it's a, Bulldog mentality game, basically, where people are getting in each other's face. But you got to know you're just, especially after the first one, after the first one, that there's no reason to, you know, be thrown guys around. And the Bears overall had some ticky tacky penalties a little bit. There were flags all over the field at times. And you, you just can't have that from, from one of your veteran defensive ends there, especially with Akeem Hicks out. Thank goodness he wasn't ejected. Because that really could have been bad. So I I just need to see more out of Mario Edwards. Compose yourself, man. You are vital to this team. You're good. We just don't need you throwing guys around because you already wrapped them up.
5: Yeah, uh, for my bad, I'm going to come back to uh, the conservative play calling. You know, somebody tweeted at me um, during the game, and I thought they said it perfectly. And I apologize. I can't remember who it was, but shout out to you because you nailed it. The second half felt like they called the game as though they were up three scores with two minutes left to play the whole second half. uh, There was, I think it was the second drive and they went three and out their first two drives of the second half. And I think it was the second drive of the, of the second half where it was third and one they were near midfield. And it, it felt like 10 of the 11 Raiders defenders were within like a yard and a half of the line of scrimmage. And they just tried to run the ball up the middle. And it felt like, whether it's it's not giving Fields the option to audible out of that, or you don't recognize that and give him, you know, a, a passing option out of that. But it just felt like they were trying very hard to keep his confidence high, keep him, you know, keep positive plays. And and that's great. I understand that. But you know, at some point, you got to take advantage when the defense overcommits to the run um, and uses athleticism. Maybe a drag route. Maybe you know, you roll him out and get him um, on the edge and let him have the option of passing or running. But it just felt very conservative. It felt like they were trying not to lose, as opposed to stepping on the Raiders' throats and really putting them out early. But like you said, Brendan, thank goodness. I mean, that the second to last drive, Fields was huge. Had two clutch throws. Another good throw to, to Robinson, which ended up being a pass interference penalty. Um, and then Cairo Santos, you know, kind of bailed us out, but um, that conservative play calling, I think really could have come back to to bite the bears and thank goodness it didn't.
4: I'm going to build off penalties just a little bit. There was eight penalties for uh, 70 yards uh, for the bears. And I think I mistakenly said that they were one of the most penalized teams in the, in the league. And that's not the case, but it does seem like they are incredibly ill-timed, you know, and I, I full-heartedly agree with you on Edwards. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it is just – it verges on an idiotic choice in that situation to to hip throw that – you know, to hip throw Jacobs was completely unnecessary. That's the type of thing, again, when we get to some of these tougher teams – that we're going to look back on and we're going to be talking post-game and we're going to say, why in the HE double toothpicks did that happen? Um, but I will also say, can I say hell? I guess I can just say hell because
1: you, I mean, you, you can say hell, Jack.
4: Okay, good. What the hell was that? Um, but then on this other hand, I mean, those two penalties called on Roquan – I don't know, man. Like you can't get your head turned back around to find the ball. If the dude is like wrenching your head into the ground, that's one. And then I, I go back and forth. I really vacillate, you know, on the whole idea of protecting players. And we've talked about this a little bit last week, you know, and, and trying to like reduce the amount of concussions and losing the physicality of the game because I think we all watch the game most of our lives in a time where if somebody run, ran a crossing route or if somebody ran a slant into the middle, then a butt Kiss or uh, you know or, or a Roquan Smith might just take your head off. And and I I don't know as if he actually hit him in the head. Uh, it seemed to me that he it didn't. was pretty yeah, it was chest it was right in the chest. I thought wasn't it? I mean,
1: what Jack to your point like that's two weeks in a row where it's like the cleanest hits, but they were so forceful, right. That, that they're calling these penalties and that second one on Roquan, that, that unnecessary roughness, that was, that, that was infuriating. Like what, what are you looking at? It was absolutely. It,
2: It just seems like they're going off the sound of the play at times. Like you, you hear a pop and it could just be a very legal and hard play. That's totally within the rules, but the refs don't fully see it because it's happening quick and their first instinct is to throw the flag. No, you're right. It's, it's unbelievably ridiculous and it just seems so inconsistent.
4: I was going to just mention too, i the, the bad, luckily for us, the Raiders wide receivers were pretty bad at catching the ball today. I felt wow. like there was quite a few right in the red basket. Well, I always joke when I play a catch with my boys and my daughter, if I throw them a perfect pass, you know, easily catchable, it hits them in the hands. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. That hit you in a bad spot. And I just felt like that was happening a lot tonight for the Raiders. Oh, sorry. David Carr with his dreamy eyes hit you in a bad spot.
2: Have well, I mentioned that you're a wonderful father? Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, guys, I think there's a very plausible reason why that is. And you guys know that Jabon Wim signed with the Raiders a couple of weeks ago, right? Oh, man. Okay. Okay. I wasn't even going to bring it up, but did you see that
1: Miller was cut by the Texans yeah signed by the jaguars and then cut the very next morning wait he
2: he actually got signed i didn't even see that card. well okay maybe,
1: maybe he didn't get officially signed but he put like was it duval or whatever the the jaguars thing is and like exclamation exclamation and then the next morning he said you know like got cut or something like that you know like this is all part of god's plan or something along those lines <laughs> oh god
0: <laughs>
1: yeah that's a, yeah i uh, oof, that's a fall all right, so, so my bads of the game, I believe that Justin Fields is going to be, when all is said and done, I think he'll be in the conversation for best Chicago Bears quarterbacks out there. I think he's got the talent for it. I mean, barring an injury or something along those lines, I think this guy has got everything that you're looking for. With that being said, he holds onto the ball way too long the the play where he's scrambling out to his right uh you know that you're gonna know it because cbs showed it like three or four times his knee bends kind of the wrong way hyperextends it throw the freaking ball away man you you're you're not at ohio state i mean ohio state you were the best athlete on the field and it wasn't close now you're on the field with guys that are nfl quality players and they're faster and i I know he's got to have that adjustment I think he will make that adjustment, but for right now, I just, I don't like how long this dude holds onto the ball. The other thing is turning your back to a defender in the NFL. Uh, he even said, I shouldn't do that. And then he did it. And it's one of those things, man, you're going to get yourself really, really hurt. I guess they brought the, the puke bucket out at one point. Cause they thought that he might throw up from the shot. Like dude is tough as nails. I love Justin Fields. I'm ecstatic that he's our quarterback, but please stop doing that. Gentlemen. It's the start of Packers week. I initially was thinking the Packers were going to come in and stomp the Bears, and it it was just going to be a slaughter. But they struggled mightily against the Bengals, which the Bears beat. And
2: today, they looked a lot better. Am I crazy for thinking this? I just can't get my hopes up. I've been hurt way too many times, and I really want to, especially after today with just the field goal fiasco. Of you know in Cincinnati going on, but I, I I would rather be late to the party and be wrong about my pick with the Packers beating the Bears over and over as long as Aaron Rodgers continues to be quarterback of the Packers, because I I get hyped up way too much. I, I feel you, man, and I did kind of last year too, going into Week 17, like yeah we could win this, we can get momentum and possibly get in the playoffs, and then they just curb stopped us right at Soldier Field, and they are vulnerable. They have injuries. And it seems like the bears are finally starting to find the rhythm, but I just can't. I've been hurt too many times. It's like going back to an ex-girlfriend so many times. It's like, no, I know what you're about. I know what's going to happen here. But this is going to
1: be the time where everything is different. Brendan, this one time out of a hundred is going to be different. I want to believe. Okay. But I just can't listen. I remember
5: Gosh, it was a while ago. It was right before the start of the season. I was on a podcast with some, some great guys, uh, bear down report i think they call themselves and uh, we did predictions do you remember this brendan and uh oh was
1: it oh brendan wasn't here for that one that's right he yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yes patrick yeah just Uh, tell tell us about that awesome episode well let me let me recap uh so i predicted uh every every
5: single game of the bears and I think at the moment I'm five and zero, oh, right. And I had them beating the Raiders. I said at the beginning of the year, I thought the Raiders were overrated and I had them going in uh, and beating the Packers. I think the crowd is going to be lathered up. I think folks are going <laughs> to hit the sauce early and often it's uh, it's Packers week. It's fields first start against the, the biggest rivals. I think that place is going to be electric. If I could like, if my wife wasn't giving birth on Thursday, I would figure out a way to get to Chicago and and uh, and see that game because it is going to be wild. And I think the Bears are going to take it. I think they're going to ride the momentum and they're going to ride uh, the wave of Justin Fields first start against the Packers. And I think they take it
1: you buried the lead, man. we know, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, wait. timeout. Yeah. Did you just is that for real? Did you just drop some some fantastic news on us? That's that's
5: for real. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Thursday. Get congratulations. Congratulations. Good,
1: buddy. Congrats. You. Let's go, man. Got so your
2: cub. Is, is this, this your second? Third. Yeah. Third. This is three. Yep. Lucky All number boys. three.
1: Oh man. Patrick, congratulations, yeah. man. That's fantastic. Thank you. Dude. Thank you, man. but i mean i would actually
5: uh, i would fly out on sunday and find a way to scalp a ticket to that game (laughs) i may still
2: do it right like hey hey honey are you good is the baby good all right see ya yeah Yeah, it's it's 48 hours that's more than enough time right we got
1: a we got a guest room you can stay here anytime you want patrick let me just say that man there's always a space for you here
5: listen if i fly out sunday i may may need that guest room permanently brother
1: (laughs) <laughs> all right, Jack, since we're going around the horn, do you have any thoughts on, on it being Packers week? I know it's a little too early for it, but you know. Besides the
4: fact that I loathe the Packers and all their stupid cheese uh, wearing hat head <laughs> idiocy, I mean, <laughs> boy, it, the dude that plays quarterback up there just, he's got the code for us, you know, and he's a smart Hall of Fame player. I want to say right now, I'm. FanDuel, well, the Bears are uh, five and a half point dogs uh, at home, right? So that's interesting. I I'm hopeful. I, I would say this. I'm more hopeful now than I would have been. Both with the way that the Bears played today, you know, which I think is on the upswing a little bit. I mean, a road win is pretty impressive at Vegas, and I I also think that you know the Packers were trending down a little bit. I mean,
1: hopefully, if we're
4: lucky, it'll come down to field goals because I'll take our guy. Every day.
1: <laughs> Mason Crosby missed, was it a 35-yarder or a 37-yarder? 36. Did,
4: did he miss he, three? Yeah, he and missed more than the, one. The game, mean, three,
5: three game potential game winners, yeah. He missed oh three. Oh, my
4: goodness. We were there. We were in that hell, right? That is like kicker hell, and we're not anymore, and that's good.
1: I feel like he's one of the streakiest kickers ever. Like he'll be really good for a while. And then he's just got awful for a while. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to stick with
2: him. Hey, I hey. mean, he, he had one awful and I mean, awful year. And I thought he was going to get cut and they somehow stuck with him. And he basically, you know, rose back up to one of the top kickers in the league. So now he's hopefully maybe in that really bad zone for a while. And who knows soldier field gets really weird with wind tunnels and everything. So that would just be a dream.
4: One serious point. I mean, the Bears shut down Waller and Jacobs today. I mean, not not to say that they could, you know, shut down, you know, uh, Devontae, but they they seemingly are having a bit of a knack at at least containing uh, some of the elite, you know, offensive weapons that teams are are coming coming in with.
2: And I will say, and it was noted, I and I, I feel bad. I can't remember who said on Twitter either, so I apologize. But I'd love to give you a shout out. They were moving Eddie Jackson around all over and they were basically, I know Eddie Jackson really didn't stand out in terms, but the disguising coverages that Sean Desai is doing is I think is really throwing off offenses. I was shocked that Darren Waller didn't have as big of a game as he could have, because for a guy that that's who's that good at tight end and that big, I mean, I'd be feeding him as much as possible, but it really seems like Sean Desai and the bears defense are throwing wrenches at all these offenses and who knows? Yeah. I mean, I'm still not picking them, but Jack, you're right. I'm feeling more confident and comfortable than I was even like yesterday, let alone a week ago.
4: I love well, that. I'm not picking them, but, but we gotta be hopeful, right? I mean, we're not going to go in there and just be like, Oh no, they're going to get slaughtered. Cause I don't think that's going to happen. No,
1: it, it, it's, it's a more interesting game. That's for sure. Well, and, and then Brendan, to your point, Derek Carr, who, who was leading the league in, in passing was only 206 yards, 206 yards an interception for a 67.1 rating. And I agree. I think Sean Desai is just, we knew that he was smart, but the way in which he's adapting this defense as quickly as he's adapting them, I think is, is better than a lot of us expected. I know that Vic Fangio really wanted this guy to come to Denver. Um, Speaking of Denver, you guys see Kyle Fuller is getting picked on really bad right now we'll just, we'll move past that. We could talk about that for days. It's, it's, it's an odd time for former bears players. Uh, obviously Cordero Patterson doing really well. Kyle Fuller is struggling and Charles Leno jr. Who looked awful in the preseason has somehow put it together and is one of the higher rated offensive linemen in the NFL right now, but that's it. We're moving past Bears well, we doubles. could do a
4: full segment on Adam Shaheen, probably. So let's oh, let's carve out some time
1: for that. That, <laughs> that, that dude. Yeah, I was going to say something. Move on. Let, let's move on, Jack. Let's move on. I think that is a wise decision of <laughs> yeah, things to say. Should. Gentlemen, it's game ball time. Time to give out your game balls. The the guys that... And you know what? Let's Let's try, Jack. You and I both have been egregious at this, at times of giving out multiple game balls, but let's try to see if we can give just one set of, you know, just one game ball each. Maybe we'll try. You're giving me that look like there's no way that's going to happen. So on this one, let's go Jack, Patrick, Brendan, and I will finish it up game balls.
4: All right. I'm going to give one to Pat O'Donnell. Uh, He right now is the second rated punter uh, in the league. He is uh, I think underrated uh, in terms of his consistency, um and he uh right now he's yeah, he's second ranked. He's he's had three inside of the 20, uh along of 63. Uh and he's averaging about 50 point 50.7 50. yards per punt. Today he was uh five for 234 yards and 46.8. Now I know you know it's not sexy to talk about special teams, but um again, I do think in terms of all of the special teams, we were solid today. And we had some real concerns about that in the preseason. Um, I mean, it goes without saying how great that uh, Santos has been. So, yeah, you know, what? it's it's not very sexy. I'm going to just keep it at that. You know, it it, it is a third phase. It doesn't get a lot of time. I was actually, I was going to ask all of you, but Ryan, you seem to be kind of honed in on this really well. Uh, what do you think about Grant Sr.? What do you think about the, the new uh, returner? Sheldon says
1: no. Yeah, well, Patrick, go for it. You, I mean, you've obviously got a strong opinion about it, so let's hear it. Oh,
5: yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to draw conclusions necessarily after one game, but woof, that was uh, that was rough. I thought he made some questionable decisions. Um, you know, that one that one kick out of the end zone. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't see a whole lot there. Um, it was only a six round pick. They gave up. And again, I'm going to give the guy a few games before I pass judgment, but not a great first impression as far as I was concerned.
1: At least he held on to the ball, unlike Webster. Uh, so, so we got that going for us. Yeah. I think he was trying really, really hard to make an impression when it's just, Hey man, just be solid. And and we'll, we'll be okay with that.
5: Yeah. So I threw out some some superlatives earlier. I thought Santos did a great job, Herbert, even Williams. And I love Roquan Smith. I thought he played a heck of a game, but my game ball is going to go to uh Khalil Mack, you know, those revenge games when you, um, you know, sometimes you you overhype them in your own mind as a player and uh, they don't necessarily live up to expectations. But man, did he come out to play today? You know, I don't know if, if his foot's still bothering him or what, but he just, he dominated today. I thought he played a great game um, and was integral to that defense, uh, shutting down Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs and company. So my game ball goes to Khalil Mack.
1: I, are you sure you don't mean Khalil Mack? every time, every time he said, I'm like, and then he said,
2: he said, Khalil Herbert, right. Same spelling. What do you like? It was maddening, man, Patrick, you took my, you, first off you took my game ball and then Ryan took my joke about how I was going to say
0: Khalil (laughs) Mack.
2: So I just, I'm just going to, you know, go to bed at this point, but (laughs) no, I, I'm torn between two. There's two guys that really stand out to me, but I think I got to back it up with what I said earlier. I'm going with my guy, Justin Fields. Again, we we can't say it enough. The beating he took. Yes, he made a couple mistakes with just holding on to the ball too long. I remember that play we were talking about with his knee. He just, it was kind of a no man's land, whether he wanted to throw it or run it, but he battled back. He hung in there. The touch his first touchdown pass to Horstead was just a nice dart. Put it right where the tight end could catch it. And then I loved, I don't know if you guys saw the clip after, but he gets beat to the ground and then he's on his knees and he's just bringing his hands up. Like, yeah, let's swagger. go. Let's so much go. Was awesome. I mean, when have wow. we seen a quarterback like that? When have we seen a guy who he's on the sideline, he's getting loose. He's doing everything he can to get back into the game. And he's like, no, this isn't Andy Dalton's day. This is my day. And I'm going to go out and play better than I have than I was before. And just all of the, I, I can't stop gushing enough about It, it we, we, we are going to see the bigger plays come. We're going to see those like four touchdown games eventually, but just continue to stack it on top of each other and continue to learn and grow. And I loved what I saw from JF1 today overall. So he gets my game ball. Jack,
1: I don't know what to do here. There are two players and I, and I really want to talk highly of them both.
4: All right. You know, can I give can I give it a directive, I you know a I directive did. and you said, go one. And I went with a punter and would have gladly named at least like 12 other dudes. <laughs> uh, you do it. Hey, listen, you're the host, man. You do what you want.
1: <sighs> okay. I'm just, I, okay. I'm going to give out one game ball. Just get where I think we all talked about how much we love Khalil Herbert. And this is really, this is saying a lot that I'm not giving it to Khalil Herbert because Khalil Herbert was so freaking good. My game ball Cairo Santos, two 46-yard field goals, and they were never in doubt. Right down the middle, this guy, Brendan, you said it earlier, ice in his veins. Gentlemen, am I correct? Is it 33 for 33? I think it's 34. Doesn't matter. The guy hasn't missed, and honestly, the Bears needed that kick to, to put it put the game away to say, hey, Raiders. It's, it's not close anymore. It's not an eight point game, right? You it's, it's out of it. And he did it. And I love this guy. So my game ball is going to Cairo Santos.
2: Now, I would love, right? I just want to say, I would love to get a t-shirt made up. Just saying cryo Santos. So can somebody help me out with this? Like, I don't know. I need a designer. I need a t-shirt company. I want to make it happen. Cause that dude does have it in his veins right now.
4: We got a guy, don't we?
1: BDR. We got a guy. Do we, do we got a t-shirt guy? Well, we got a graphics guy, right? We got a graphics guy, but I don't know if we got a t-shirt guy. Okay. Well, I we got to get a guy.
2: We're, 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 we'll workshop this offline, but this, this is very intriguing.
1: <laughs> we got to get a guy. I can't believe we don't got a guy. We got we a hair guy. Game
2: balls. No, we do. We, that's right. Yeah.
1: We got it. We got a hair guy. We got a house guy, right? Why don't we get a t-shirt guy
4: or girl? I think we should get that for sure. Uh, well, yeah. We could throw that out to our Twitter. I'll throw that out to my vast Twitter followers. Hey, we gave two <laughs> game balls to, to special teamers to kickers today. That's kind of wild. However, it's a great game ball. How many extra points were missed today? That, that it, was bonkers in the, the amount of extra points that were missed today.
1: Well, I think when they moved it back originally, they thought, Hey, let's make it entertaining. We're going to push more for that two point conversion teams. will start to do that. And I think it's been a little while. And I think now we're starting to see, it's like, well, if we're going to miss, we might as well see what happens. gentlemen, I want to make sure that we get to this. Jack's question is not going to happen today because Brendan texted us and said, Hey guys, I'm stealing Jack's question today. So, so Brendan, I hear you got a little debate for us and it works even better because I think it's has something with food. And obviously the last time that Patrick Sheldon was on and we talked about food, it's, it, it started the most historic
2: debate in BDR history. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is going to reach that legendary status level, but I, this happened on Friday. So I'll preface this. My wife and I were driving home and we stopped for McDonald's. We got some just, you know, a couple of nuggets and all that. And we got ranch and barbecue sauces. So just we all like to, you know, dip our chicken nuggets and sauces, right? Like uh, that's kind of agreed upon. Okay. Okay. Okay, Patrick's kind of, you know, maybe, but I didn't know that that's not a euphemism, right? It's no, no, that's <laughs> okay. no, we are actually talking about legitimate chicken nuggets okay. or chicken fingers. I got you. In barbecue and ranch <laughs> I promise
5: because
4: if it's what Patrick says, then it's... definitely
5: yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's after hours, guys. I didn't know. I just wanted to make that's sure I was tracking the direction. We haven't said
1: it out loud. I always think the BDR podcast is like a PG 13, you know, we'll, 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 we'll kind of like put some things out there that if your kids are listening, it might go right over the top of their head, but you know, <laughs> we're still we're trying, trying to keep it family-ish.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're, we're back at the house. We're eating chicken nuggets and we got barbecue and ranch sauce. So two of my favorites and I start taking the nugget and I dip it into the barbecue sauce first. And then I dip it into the ranch to get like both sauces on the nugget. And my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm dipping. I want, barbecue and ranch on, you know, my chicken. Like that's, that's how I like it. And she's like, no, no, that's disgusting. Like you can't mix sauces like that. I was like, I mix sauces all the time. So I'm like, and we got into a huge debate about it. So I'm wondering when you guys like eat different foods and let's say you're, you have dipping sauces, do you mix them? Or do you just like, you know, Hey, this is my one sauce. I'm sticking to it. And then I'll get another one and stick to that.
5: So, so here's what I'll do. Here's where I'll, I'll side with you to an extent. Chick-fil-A, I will do Polynesian sauce for the sandwich and I will do Chick-fil-A sauce for the fries, but I won't mix the two together on one food, if that makes sense. Okay. I, mean, I won't get so- the chicken in each sauce, but I will kind of mix them because I'll have the Polynesian on the sandwich and the Chick-fil-A and the fries. And I obviously eat them together sometimes. But I can't I can't get on board with mixing sauces together.
2: See, and that's separate technically, because, and this might be just for specific sauces, but barbecue and ranch together is just fantastic. I know this is a Midwest thing, maybe. So, you know, as somebody from Florida may not understand as fully, but I, I don't know. Ryan, Jack, am I, am I out of line here? I'm struggling with this a little
1: bit because I tend to be a purist I think a little bit. It's it's the Chicago in me. Stay with me for a second. We talk about we've talked about this before in the podcast. Chicago style hot dog. The reason why Chicagoans don't put ketchup on the Chicago style dog is because all of those flavors are perfectly matched together, and you don't want to overpower it with ketchup. That's why you don't do it, folks. That haven't heard this before. That is that's I'm not making this up on the spot. That's why you don't do it. Ketchup overpowers the flavors you're supposed to have, and so when I pick a sauce, I think. I'm picking this sauce because it is a perfect balance with the flavors that I've got. And so, no, I don't like going all willy nilly sauces all over the place. I want one sauce and I've chosen it because it is the correct sauce for that particular thing. A really good
4: question. I'm fully in favor. Was the McDonald's like a hangover food? Cause I, that's, that's the best. <laughs> really. It,
2: it really was much. more of a, um, one of us was drinking and, hey, I want to stop and get nuggets. So please stop and get nuggets. Yeah. Soaks up what? all that. It soaks it all up. Was it was it the same person that decided
1: to double dip their sauce?
2: <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> all right. So uh,
4: here's the thing. I've got some strange, strong opinions on this. And if you've watched Weeds and you've seen the Uncle give the kid some advice about self-gratification. You're going to know where I'm going, but whether it's creamy Italian, whether it's mayo, whether it's cottage cheese, whether it's sour cream or whether it's ranch, I'm a hard pass. Uh, I don't know if those are all dairy, but some of them are. I have a real issue, generally speaking, with the consistency and flavor of like white, creamy, Dairy products. I'm just. I'm not in. So very odd.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This is turning into a whole other thing. <laughs> Jack, Jack I, can't, I can't stop laughing.
1: Jack, hold on, hold on. I have just a point of clarification. Seriously, are you saying no ranch ever, or if it's one of those sauces that you listed, then you don't double sauce?
4: So I'm no ranch ever. And I'm also like generally none of those things. The other reason I've decided just to completely abstain from ranch is because I see how people love it. And I'm a little concerned that if I love it too, I, I mean, I just turned 48. I could become a fat kid tomorrow. If I start eating ranch with all the stuff that I love, then that's going to be a problem.
1: For for all of you who are listening, you got to know that Jack, when I first met him, so Jack, we've been friends for what, like 12, 13 years now, something like that. Yes. When I first met him, he was the pickiest eater I have ever <laughs> met in my entire life. Very famously at one point, Jack goes, will there be hummus Ryan Will there the absolute disdain in this guy's voice. And now like, I'll see him at lunch. And he's like, I'm like, Oh, you got some hummus today, Jack. Will there be hummus? <laughs> I actually was there his first sushi encounter. Oh man. I, we've got it recorded too. I think, don't we, Jack? I think that, yeah, we actually do.
4: I'm also the guy too, when the waitress comes up and says, you know, how was your burger or, you know, how's your steak? I'm like, I don't know yet. Cause I got to finish all my fries. And yeah. when I finish all my fries, I'll give you, I'll give a taste of this burger and then I'll let you know how the burger is. I don't know so- <laughs> I'm not it's weird. I get it. It's weird. Oh,
5: so what do you good. put on chicken wings?
4: Oh, I actually mm-hmm. had some wings. I mean, I had Parmesan garlic tonight. I had honey barbecue, but I'm not dipping those in ranch. Cause the flavors stand alone. Like no blue whatever cheese. it is. <sighs> See, and that's
2: kind of what I'm talking about. Like, cause usually if you have barbecue wings or something, you're, you're dipping that stuff in blue cheese and ranch. Right. That's a good point. That's a
4: good
1: point for those of you that like that. But okay. So let's say if you're making your wings at home though, sometimes there's a purity, like you have flavored these wings, the exact way that you want. Will you then go a sauce on top of how you've already flavored it? Do you understand what I'm asking, Brendan?
2: Yeah, no, I do. And I would because I don't trust myself. So (laughs) might as well have backup just in case. Uh, this was
1: a fantastic question. Gentlemen, it is time to get out of here. This has always been a good one, especially to have Patrick joining us. Patrick, you are the MVP of this, this, this episode, obviously stepping in last second for us, man. We appreciate you greatly. So gentlemen, let's give shout outs. Uh, if you could, we're going to go Patrick, Brendan, Jack, and I will finish it up. Shout outs out there.
5: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to, um, Tyson Beck. Uh, I don't know if you all follow him out there, but he is a, an artist and has um, developed uh, some Justin Fields trading cards. If you haven't seen him, go follow Tyson, check out his cards. Um, they're phenomenal. They're so cool. If you're into trading cards or you're into art um, or Justin Fields, give him a look. Um, they're really, really cool, really cool stuff. So shout out to Tyson. And then a quick shout out Uh, to somebody uh, that follows me who is always super positive about the bears. And I love that because um, I've been told that I tend to uh, have a pessimistic outlook at times, but uh, Albuquerque bears girl, um, always positive, always shouting out positive things about the bears and uh, keeps me honest. So um, those are
2: my two shout outs this week. I would just like to echo that. Uh, She is just a fantastic follow super awesome. So make sure you do give her a follow if you're on Twitter, if you don't, Uh, my three shout outs, uh, first off goes to my buddy, Kyle Tenner. Uh, he's on Twitter. He doesn't really tweet a lot. Um, I'm trying to get him to, he's at the last as guardian, but one of my closest friends, uh, started listening to the pod a few weeks ago and just loves it, loves just the dynamic that everybody has. And so I just appreciate just, you know, the continued support from, uh, friends that I got and, you know, it's always great to see people like, yeah, I, you know, really do listen to your show. So that's awesome. Um, Another one goes out to my buddy, Nick Andravik. So he's also on Twitter. He doesn't really tweet though. Uh, He had, he and his buddies had a a Memorial football game today for uh, one of their closest friends who tragically passed away a few years ago. They usually have like a yearly uh, pickup flag football game. That's, you know, pretty organized. And uh, Nick, the last few years, uh, as I've become friends with him, has invited me to join him and his friends in it. And so while I did not know um, his buddy, his name was Ivani who passed away, uh, getting to know his friends and being able to, uh, play football with them and kind of celebrate his life, uh, has been a true, truly fun. And, you know, just such a great privilege to be a part of. So I just want to thank him for inviting me out. He's a big bears fan. Um, and it was fun to just actually get out on the football field again today in months and, uh, side note, um, two receiving touchdowns and one throwing touchdown. So your boy still got it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what, a cool, what a cool way to honor, a, uh, honor a friend. Hey, let's, let's, let's have fun. Let's play a game that the friend loved. That's Brendan. That's really cool, man. Yeah. It,
2: so they, just a little backstory, they played like football games just throughout their entire friendship for years. And so, you know, they wanted to keep the game going in honor of him. So uh, it's very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so just shout out to him, his family and all of his friends and just for including me in that. And then uh, real quickly, just uh, one final shout out to everybody on Twitter over the last few weeks. I know Ryan touched on it last week, Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had to say goodbye to my uh, uh, Jack Russell named Buster. Um, You know, we knew it was coming sort of, but at the same time, you never really prepared. We thought we had a little more time with them, but just the outpouring of support from everybody on Twitter and social media was just so overwhelming. I know I wasn't able to uh, respond to everybody individually, but I just want to give one final thank you for just everybody reaching out and you know it's it's tough it's it was one it was probably the hardest day of my life so far but you know we're moving up you know we're moving forward and we're honoring his memory and uh you know we're gonna be all right but uh just wanted to say thank you to everybody it it really means a lot.
4: That was a heartbreaker, Brendan would we, we it's been said so many times that we don't we don't deserve them. They're like the, they are the best, best uh creatures, no doubt about it. So sorry for your loss on that. And I hope you can like wake up tomorrow and actually move because I know if I played to like some some pickup football, like you'd probably be scraping my hamstring, you know, off of a, like a nearby <laughs> fence or something, because it would be it'd be bad. Um so uh I, I might have more than you, Ryan. I'll try to go fast. So Shout out to uh, Corey for filling in last week. She did a great job. Uh, and she's at BDR Corey. Excellent. She was really good. Earlier, I mentioned we have a design guy. Uh, that's uh, Rosenbaum Design. Uh, and he's at Z Rosie Design on the Twitters. I'd like to uh, shout out. She's been sh- shouted out before because she's so great. But but this uh, particular week, uh, cousin Heidi uh, shouted me out and said, quote, you should have a lot
1: more followers Jay writes BDR. So Agreed. thank you to her. That was... Heidi, good, good one. Good call. Yeah, she's an absolute sweetheart.
4: I'm going to shout out to the people that uh, that Ryan and I work with. Uh, we're like a family, uh, whether it's like life insurance or emotional support or improving our performance or laughs, Lots of laughs. We work with the best people. I've always been told that if you can get three of these uh, in your job, one, the people you work with two, the pay and three, the job itself. If you can get two of those three, you're doing pretty good. I feel incredibly fortunate in my case to have all three of those boxes checked. So really, really to everybody that we work with a uh, huge shout out. And then, you know, this is a little bittersweet, but um, Shout out to my White Sox. Uh, it's looking like they might get swept uh, as we speak. They're in the bottom of the third, down five to three, to the Houston Disastros. Um, Regardless, they were so fun to watch this year. And I mean, on the north side of town, you know when it's so bad it hurts, and and we've had lots of those. So I'm really, it was really fun to watch them. We went to you know quite a few games this year. And go White Sox, regardless of uh, poor postseason
1: play. Jack, that's a talented team. Just reminds me of the Cubs in 2015 where everyone thought, not yet but this team is headed in that direction. And I kind of think that's where they're at. Uh, I definitely awesome. have the most uh, shout outs to give and I am sorry folks, but as a host of the BDR the, and BDR interacts with so many different people, we have a lot of shout outs to give. I will try to make these quick, but also these people deserve it. Uh, Jack, you already hit one Corey phenomenal fill in last week, as well as Dan Goodwin, the third and our friends at the three Kings of the Midway podcast. If you haven't checked out their current episode, it is spot on. It's fantastic. Those guys are so, so good. We love having them on Joe Fusco for coming on being our token Raiders fan. We appreciate you greatly. My friend Dave and Derek, they've been on the show before. Uh, Dave is from, we'll just say England and Derek is from Scotland. They went to the London game. They had a blast and I got a fun, fun phone call from those two guys. It was an absolute blast. NIU, my alma mater, beating Toledo, our arch rival, which is always, always a good one. Obviously, I've got to thank Brendan Shagru for being back. We're so excited to have him back and uh, being in. And Brendan, it's not the same without you. Patrick Sheldon, one more time. Thank you so much for filling in. It is, is just awesome. And we're we're so ecstatic that you are willing to come in and, and you've been a part of this show more than a few times. And you're you're feeling like one of the boys. And we just we love, love, absolutely love having you. Um, for all of us at the Bear Down Report, we just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for interacting with us on Twitter. Thank you for your reads. Thank you for your follows. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It means more to us than you know. We're not quite a year old, but it's it's, it's sneaking up on us, this podcast, right? The, the one-year anniversary is actually going to happen uh, right around the Bears bye week which we've got a couple fun things that are kind of planned for that. So we are really looking forward to it. Hopefully, you're going to hear some, some fun voices through, through your speakers. It's going to be a good one. Folks, if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. If you really like what you hear, we ask that you hit us with a five-star review because it really helps to widen our audience just like our good friend Scott uh, Swartz did. And Scott, we appreciate you so very much. You said some very kind things about us and that does not get lost on us at all. For Patrick Sheldon, Brennan Chagru, Jack Wright, and all of us at the Bear Down Report, thank you so much, folks, for listening. I'm Ryan Dangle. And as always, folks, Bear Down.